Congratulations, you've been promoted. Time to lead your team, your business, or maybe a project. Yet once the excitement wears off, you feel alone, or maybe a bit lost. And you say to yourself, now what? Now what do I do? Well, don't worry, stay right here, because we're here to help. My name is Glenn Passion, a CEO of multiple companies. I have taught and trained hundreds of leaders a structured way to build successful teams. Each week, I share inspiring conversations with successful leaders who will discuss their own journey, along with sharing practical tips and strategies to help you become the leader that you want to be. Welcome to You're in Charge, Now What? Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to another episode of You're in Charge, Now What? I am your host, Glenn Pash, and uh, thanks for coming by the channel. This is where each week we host episodes, uh, conversations with industry leaders, or just myself chatting with you to focus on building skills necessary to help you become the leader that you want for yourself and also for your team. So thanks for uh, coming by. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, But let's dive into today's episode. This topic, funny enough, was not something that I was thinking about sharing uh, because at first I didn't think it was that important. I thought most leaders would understand this topic, but reality is I spoke about this at an event recently and the reaction of the audience blew me away. And then I was telling someone about this, one of the managers that I coach individually, and it unlocked something for him. And he said, I never thought about it this way, or I took it for granted. So when two things happen in your life like that, it means that the world is telling you this is more important than you think, and it should be addressed. So let's dive in. It is, it is around the six words that I think great leaders use every single day in multiple situations in order to help themselves as a leader move forward and and make their team progress as well. So what are those six words? They seem pretty basic, but I'll explain how it unlocked in a moment. So the, the words are who, what, when, why, where, and how. Now, I'm sure a lot of people, hopefully you didn't just click off and think, well, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Of course, those are important words, but it's really how you use those words that are important. So in the the example of the audience that I spoke at, I would th- the topic was the uh, questions or metrics you needed to focus on with your marketing agency partner every single month. And... Afterwards, the audience came up to me and they said, you know, I get overwhelmed with metrics every single month. But the way that you use those words, it unlocked what I know I should be asking. I just didn't know how to ask it. And you get caught up sometimes in the actual metric. Sometimes we get, I don't know, I want to say embarrassed, but I think it's embarrassed that we don't know and we don't want to ask that question or be shown to others that we don't know because we're in our position. It could be in front of our lead other leaders and someone might look at you and say, well, how do you not know this? But in reality, that's the way we learn. 
We've always learned that way. We've asked our teachers. Our teachers have asked us, why is this? How do you do this? When do you do this? Where do you do this? And so around those metrics, we kept asking uh, or, or, or sharing that you need to ask the question so that you are comfortable. You're paying the vendor for marketing. You should be comfortable. You should make sure that you're comfortable with what's going on and more importantly, with the results. So what, what, do, what do I mean by that? Well, let's say you have an ad strategy or you're, you want to uh, highlight an event that's coming up. And it could be a holiday. It could be beginning of the year, end of the year. Maybe there's some event. What you should be saying to your agency partner is, here's the event. So what are we going to do? Meaning what type of ads are we going to run? Who is the target market? Why are we doing those individuals? Where are we going to post these? When are we going to post these? How do we know if it's working? All of those questions and keep asking until you get down to something that you understand. Even if they say, well, we have a lot of traffic to the website. What does that mean? What did that traffic do? Where did they go? Oh, well, we got a lot of conversions. What are you calling a conversion? How many did we get? So again, it keeps getting it down to basics so that I, as an individual, understand what's happening, meaning the actions and activities so that I can feel comfortable. Where are those people coming from? I could be advertising in an area that I don't want to, could be wasting money. People came to the website, but they didn't convert, didn't give me a phone number, email, because they're too far away. But the more, if I only look at one piece without asking those questions and digging down, well, then I could be frustrated, but more importantly, I don't know how to make it better. And we don't want to just sit in frustration. So those questions were really important to them. Now, the as I said, there was a second conversation. I was telling one of my coaching clients, a manager who I work with each week, about this conversation. And he had said to me, oh, well, that's so funny because I got really frustrated the other day with my vendor partner. So what happened? So, well, they called me up and they said, unfortunately, a lot of the ads didn't run last month and I just blew up. I got upset with the individual and the person said, he'll get back to me. And when they got back to me, in reality, only four out of the 100 ads didn't run. And I said, well, how do you feel about that? He said, well, I felt bad blowing up on the person, but he didn't give me specifics. I said, absolutely. But think of what you could have done as well. You could have asked, well, how many is a lot, right? It, 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 I will challenge all of you listening to this. Just listen to how many vague terms you may use, but especially your team uses in order to share, you know, a situation or a feeling. Oh, we were swamped yesterday. Oh, we were so busy. Uh, we, we, I just got pulled into a million different directions. What does that mean? You have to stop and treat all of those situations like a detective would when they came on a crime scene. Think of all of the shows, the, the detective shows that all of you have watched. I doubt very highly if I could even think of one right now where a detective comes on the crime scene and just starts screaming and yelling and losing all of their patience. 
versus they just stop. They watch. They start cataloging information with what they see. They start asking questions. And if you listen to them, they're asking the who, what, where, why, when, how questions in order to gather knowledge so they know how sh they should react. So I challenged the gentleman. I said, if you had asked them, well, how many is a lot? There's only two things that the person could say is, I don't know. And then you say, well, can you please find out and get back to me? Now I can table that. My emo There's no emotions. If they said four, you could say, well, that doesn't seem like a lot. Now, if they said 80, you might turn around and say, well, that's a lot. I challenge you again. Don't react until you have the information. What happened? Why did it happen? When did it happen? What are we going to do differently? How are we going to make sure this doesn't happen again? What we're doing is gathering information so we know how to react. And I said this to the gentleman and he, he laughed at first and he said, that's pretty good. What I said was, you have to be proactive so you can be reactive to be proactive. And what I meant by that was I have to proactively ask questions. Who, what, where, when, how, why? In order that I can react to that information and I can create a plan to proactively move forward to make sure that it doesn't happen again. We have a strategy in place that we can work towards a resolution, but none of it revolves around emotion. And that's why these questions are so important and why great leaders use these is it slows them down from allowing the knee-jerk reaction of emotion. I'll give you an example. One time back in my early uh, managing career, I was very frustrated. I was managing a team of salespeople and I was very frustrated with someone's performance. And they just, myself and them just didn't get along. And I think it was quarterly, the regional manager came in to look at people's performance and give them uh, reviews and, and or raises. And I was adamant that this person should not get a raise. And I explained my case and the manager looked at their results and they said, well, I think they should get a raise. And I said, absolutely not, not happening. And he said, you're getting emotional about this. And he took his hand and he covered the person's name. He said, I want you to look at these numbers and tell me if this employee, I said, well, no, no, no. He said, no, no, you don't know who the employee is. I covered the name and I knew where he was going. And it, you ever get in that time where you have a lesson and you know the answer and you're almost there and you're going, oh, this is going to be horrible. Well, sure enough, I said, yes, they should get a raise. Said, then give them a raise. And I said, but look at all these other things. And he said, do we have processes about those behaviors. Yes. He said, then hold them accountable to those processes based on what the accountability measures are. If you have to document them for that, document them for that, but let's not confuse the issues. This is acceptable. This is not. Don't confuse them. And it always reminded me ever since then, didn't say that I'm always perfect, to slow down, keep your emotions in check, Understand the behaviors, understand what happened. If I'm not getting the performance I want from my team, I have to investigate. If I just go into a meeting and yell at everyone and say, we had a horrible month, we're brutal, this is unacceptable. Understand the average is the average. That means there are people who overperformed and they're looking at you going, I did my job. 
And there's people who underperform. Even on months you win, you go, and we did incredible. There's people who underperformed. And the people who overperformed are looking at them and saying, are you going to do anything about them? So it's up to you to look at the aggregate, of course, but you want to be able to get in and look at everyone individually and look at the performance. If they're doing well, do they know why they did well? Let's get in there, anchor in those behaviors. If they didn't perform, we need to get in and understand exactly what they're supposed to do by asking them who, what, where, when, why, how. Make sure that they know what they're supposed to be doing. Make sure they've been trained to do it. Whose job is it to inspect and coach? If it's your job to inspect and coach, ask yourself, when was the last time I inspected and coached? How often do I do this? How do I expect? What am I supposed to be looking at? Why is it important that I coach them? So remember, it works both ways. You have to hold the mirror up to yourself when you're asking these questions. But these questions will help you constantly stay grounded in a very simplistic way to be able to look at performance, to help coach them and move forward. Now, one last thing around these questions, especially when you're coaching people, I've talked about this before, a coaching process. You have to be able to, when you're looking at someone, someone's performance, get to these actions. Do they know what they're supposed to do? Do they know when they're supposed to do it? Do they know how to do it? to know why they're supposed to be doing this. Don't take it for granted. Just as I opened this episode saying, I took these questions for granted and other people thought they were so amazing because when used properly and unlocked things for them to be able to move forward, make sure that your team is able to do this. And for yourself, a little tip, if you have multiple roles and responsibilities, There was an episode I talked about something called vertical thinking. I'll I'll refresh your memory and I'll I'll hyperlink the episode in, in the show notes. But vertical thinking is taking each one of those responsibilities or roles or tasks or jobs and saying to yourself, it was the only thing that I had to do. I didn't have to worry about anything else. Just do this exercise for me. I didn't have to think of anything else except that. What would I be doing? How would I organize my day? When would I do certain things? And map it all out. And then take the next one and do the exact same thing. Take the next one, do the same thing. And what you'll notice is that with each of these roles, you might be doing different things at different times. And then you can take those and put them onto your calendar. And you can say, out of those four jobs, what job do I do first? Maybe the first hour, I need to go check on my team that I oversee. And if I get them out of the gates and they get going on their daily plans, I should be good for a little bit of time. Now, let me go look at the next most important thing that involves other people. Maybe there's another piece that I work with another team. So I need to go inspect that to make sure that team has all the information they need to move forward. Then I can look at my other roles, but by organizing these and knowing what I need to do, why I need to do it, when I need to do it, then I can start putting them into my calendar so I am more in control of my day versus every day I come in and I just put out fire. Every day I'm just reactive. I have to be proactive to be reactive to be proactive. 
So make sure that whenever you are having conversations with your vendor partners, having conversations with your team, having conversations with leaders above you, having conversations with yourself, always focus on those six questions. It will get you down into granular actions and specifics that everybody is aligned, everybody understands, and more importantly, then you know what lever you need to move or push or pull in order to help improve performance. So I hope you found that useful. Little quick little tip. I did, as I said, I wasn't planning on this topic, but when outside forces are telling you pay attention, I usually try to pay attention. So again, thank you so much for being here. I know that there's a, a lot of places that you can consume content, but the fact that you spent some time with me here this week means the world to me. We're here every single week, conversations with industry experts, conversations one-on-one, uh, -on -one, you and me, to help you become better. I appreciate it. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Hang on for a few seconds. We have a couple notes here as I read us all out. See you next week. Thank you.